0: no yes 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 now you can hear me wonderful okay well welcome to our service here at Brighton Road Baptist Church Um, whether you're here in the building it's lovely to see you and also those of you who are joining us remotely Um, you're all really very very welcome as we reflect this morning on what it is to have Jesus as the cornerstone of our lives it is my prayer that today you may know something more of the love of God and the love that God has for you, but also be challenged to respond to that. Our call to worship is, we're going to use Psalm 63 that was being shown earlier. Um, What I should like us to do is this. When you see the pronoun I or me, could you replace it with we and our? Our. So whilst our response will be personal this morning, we join together now, whether here or watching online, and that together we might call one another into God's presence. So we read, you God are our God, earnestly we seek you, we thirst for you, our whole being longs for you in a dry and parched land where there is no water. We have seen you in the sanctuary and beheld your power and your glory. Because your love is better than life, our lips will glorify you. We will praise you as long as we live. And in your name, we will lift up our hands. So let us stand if we're able to sing our opening hymn of worship, praise, adoration. Oh, worship the Lord. Let's stand.
1: Oh worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness how thou before. As famous, holy name. Fear not to enter his courts in the slenderness of the poor wealth thou wouldst reckon as thine. Truth in its beauty and love in its tenderness, these are the offerings to. A trembling
0: us pray for the joy of your presence changing and renewing us day by day we offer you our praise for the blessing you bring us the outpouring of your love day by day we offer you our praise For peace beyond understanding, blessed assurance, day by day, we offer you our praise. For the word that endures, teaches and challenges, generation to generation, we offer you our praise. In your precious name we pray, Lord. Amen. Let's continue as we sing now two more songs of praise, starting with, Who is there like you?
1: i We'll
0: down. Our reading and theme for today um, is from 1 Peter, chapter 2, verses 4 to 8. As you come to him, the living stone, rejected by humans, but chosen by God and precious to him, you also, like living stones, are being built into a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood, offering spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. For in Scripture it says, See, I lay a stone in Zion, a chosen and precious cornerstone, and the one who trusts in him will never be put to shame. Let's spend some time now praying for the wider world. Lord, we don't have to look far in this world to see the brokenness that comes from rejecting you. As Afghanistan begins to fade from the news broadcasts, we pray for that land. We pray for those anxious for their lives, worried about the future, as they face a very uncertain one. We pray for our teenagers and children with anxiety and other mental health issues soaring in number, We pray that they might find the help and support they need. We pray for those that work with them, health professionals, teachers and others in education, and their families. Give them the resources they need to sustain them too. We pray for those anxious about the winter ahead and paying for rising fuel bills. Indeed, we pray for those worried about rising costs of living and how they shall financially manage. May those in a position to relieve their concerns do so, Lord. Lord, you told the Philippians that they need not be anxious about anything but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present their requests to God. In the silence now, we bring our own own personal anxieties. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard our hearts and our minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. Whilst the world around us continues to prove itself unreliable, we can be sure of a certainty of building our lives on Christ Jesus. So let's sing, My Hope is Built. Let's stand.
1: Sweet is free but holy trust in Jesus name. Here's
0: you now Uh, it's a brief um, poem um, that's a guy uh, Dave Hopwood has written around this theme about the cornerstone and and the one that's been rejected and uh, you'll find it um, on the tables by the offering baskets if you wanted to have a copy you might like to shut your eyes or whatever is the easiest way for you to concentrate on the words he calls it God's dry stone wall. So many stones, small, large, smooth, jagged, new, old, fitting into this craggy jigsaw body, different sizes, different shapes. All vital, all part of a bigger picture. Not a construction designed to keep others out, but a welcoming, generous temple. A kind of place to call home, a lighthouse, a divine landmark. A place where all varieties of stone, may fit together. Standing on the kind of rock that many overlook. The kind of rock that will stand forever. And so each of us comes to God as we are, an imperfect stone. Before Tim comes and speaks to us on what God has given to him to share with us this morning, let's ensure that we sit at Christ's feet so that we can better listen to him and respond to what he would have us do. Let's remain seated as we sing, I'm giving you my heart.
2: changes and everything's different and and you've lost your grip and that's closely linked to uncertainty because you can never predict what's going to happen next and the whole situation is complex it's not as if you can isolate one part of the system to deal with the problem everything is connected to everything else you touch something over here and that affects something over there and that makes everything ambiguous There are no clear cut choices. Everything you try and do might make things better. It might not. You might get a mixed bag of results. It's almost impossible to weigh all the pros and cons. You can see this happening at a national level. The effects of COVID go far beyond a high death toll and lots of people suffering from long COVID. There's the disruption to education, there's the crippling of the economy. There are labour shortages, empty shelves, the soaring cost of living, the devastating effect on mental health. The situation feels as if it's perpetually spiralling out of control and we are all caught up in this maelstrom of chaos, the stress of it all keeping some of us awake, putting our relationships under strain, overwhelming people's capacity to cope. And to some of us, doesn't feel as if the government's always doing a great job of navigating its way through these crises. You know something's very wrong when a minister seeks to reassure the country that there's plenty of petrol and people should buy it as they would normally would because there's more than enough to go around and people's response is to drive and find any petrol they can as quickly as they can and spark a national panic buying crisis. I'm tempted to say, at the risk of offending die-hard Tory voters, that if there's a lesson to be learned here, it's that if you lie consistently and often enough, people are going to end up not believing what you say when you say it. And a load of things I hear at the moment I struggle to believe. Empty supermarket shelves are really a good thing. The shortage of lorry drivers is a necessary step towards developing a highly skilled high-wage economy. Everything that seems to be going wrong is really just a sign of the speed of our recovery because we are world leaders in logistics and supply. The one thing I found I could believe with a degree of confidence is that this Christmas will be better than the last because that's not setting the bar very high indeed at all. (laughs) But in the midst of all this turmoil, Where do we find a sense of security and stability? In 1 Peter chapter two, we read about the Lord putting in place a chosen and precious cornerstone. Peter here is quoting from Isaiah 28, where God declares that he has laid, as a foundation in Zion, a heavy stone, which has been carefully measured and put in place as a sure foundation. And he goes on to say that whoever trusts in this stone Literally, it means will not make any hasty moves, which some translations interpret as meaning if you rely on this stone, you won't be panicked, you won't be dismayed, you won't be shaken, you you won't run away in terror. It will give you stability because this stone stays rock solid. And Isaiah was writing these words in a time of political turmoil and upheaval. Those who governed Jerusalem at the time were boasting, we have made a covenant with death and with hell we are in agreement. And it's a strange and curious saying. But the import seems to be that they were so supremely confident that they felt that not even death itself could touch them. They were impregnable. They had woven such a web of lies around themselves that they felt themselves to be completely secure, immune from any attempt to bring them down or hold them to account. They were saying, when the overwhelming scourge of judgment comes, it'll pass us by, because our lies will be our refuge, and our dishonesty will shelter us from the storm." And it's response to all that double-dealing and mendacity in Isaiah's day that God says, I have laid in Zion a precious cornerstone as a sure foundation. Whoever trusts in him will not be swept away. Whoever trusts in him will stand firm. And God declares that he will bring people to account. Justice will be the rule righteousness will be the plumb line and god will measure and assess and condemn the shoddy workmanship of those who trust in dishonesty if it is built of lies a refuge will be swept away in a hailstorm any shelter of falsehood will be overwhelmed by a flood and the vaunted covenant with death Will be annulled isaiah warns there will be a day of reckoning to come and in the midst of all the deception and the dishonesty the chaos and the disorder the, the volatility the uncertainty the complexity and the ambiguity god says there is a solid rock which stands firm and will not give way when the flood waters of god's judgment come rushing past And those who put their trust in this stone, those who take their stand upon it, they are the ones who will hold their ground. They will not be dislodged. They will not panic or run around like headless chickens. They will be faithful because their trust is in the one who is faithful. And he will help them stand firm. But what is this stone that the Lord has set in place in Zion? It's a natural question to ask. And if you start to ferret around in the Old Testament for other references to a precious stone that the Lord has set in place, then sooner or later you're going to stumble across Psalm 118, verses 22 to 23, which reads, the stone that the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. This is the Lord's doing. And it's marvellous in our eyes. And you can see how in his letter Peter put these two references together, Psalm 118, Isaiah 28. And when he does so, it's like looking through a pair of binoculars and seeing Jesus and focusing on Jesus. Because he is the stone that the builders rejected, but who is chosen and precious in God's sight. He is the stone who has been set in place and whoever believes in him will never be put to shame. Make him the cornerstone of your life, Peter says, and you will stand firm. He's also our cornerstone as the church because God is building a new temple, not made of bricks and mortar, but of people. Christ is the living stone, the cornerstone, and as you take your bearings from him, We are built together to become a spiritual house, a temple for the living God. And for us today, as our lives and our society and the world are beset by volatility, uncertainty, complexity, and ambiguity, we are called to make Christ the solid rock and the foundation of our lives so that we can stand firm in the midst of chaos and disorder and dishonesty. There is no volatility in Christ. He is the same yesterday, today and forever, completely dependable, reliable and faithful. That's not to say that if we trust in Christ, we will be averse to all change, any change, as if we will be stuck irrevocably in the 18th century. No. Christ makes us agents of change. We are called to bring change about for the better, to see his kingdom come and his will be done. But the security and the stability he gives us protects us from being victims of change. We're not pushed around by circumstances or destabilised by all the changes that are happening around us. Christ is our fixed point. And with him there is no uncertainty. He is completely reliable and trustworthy. No one who puts their confidence in him will ever be ashamed. No one. No one here listening or watching. Truth and faithfulness are fundamental to his nature. Whatever else might happen or come your way, he has promised he will never leave you. He will never forsake you. He will never abandon you. He will never let you down. Put your trust in him. Lay those fears and insecurities to rest. Let him deal with your uncertainty. And how complex is the Christian faith? Incredibly, actually. And yet, for all that, it can be condensed into one very simple truth. You've heard me talk about Karl Barth before, one of the greatest theologians the world has ever known. His church dogmatics ran to 12 volumes. Even he once joked he hadn't read everything he'd written. But one day a student asked him whether he could sum up his theology, the most important aspect of it, in just a few words. And he paused, and he thought, and he smiled, and he said, actually, there's a song my mother taught me when I was a child. Jesus loves me. This I know, for the Bible tells me so. In a complex world, the simple, profound truth of Jesus' unchanging love for you. That's all you need. And ambiguity? There is no ambiguity with Christ. You know where you stand with him. Come to me, all of you who labour and are struggling with heavy loads, he said. I will give you rest. Does he love you? Yes unconditionally. Is he faithful? Yes, absolutely. Can you trust him? Certainly. Is he a solid foundation for your life? 100%. God says, I am laying in Zion a stone, a cornerstone, chosen and precious, and whoever believes in him will not be put down. To shame. Christ has brought you through the past 18 months. Who knows what this winter or 2022 will bring, but he will be the unshakable cornerstone of your life if you put your trust in him. For a world swamped by vuka, Jesus is the answer. If you put your trust in him, he will not let you down. He will not let you go. Because he's the same yesterday, today and forever. He is a certain fixed point in a changing world. The simple truth is that he loves you and will never abandon you. And he is true to his word. Let's pray. Lord, we are surrounded by so much that causes us stress and anxiety. It's easy for us to feel vulnerable and uncertain, confused and anxious. But Lord, you are the same yesterday, today and forever. You never change. Your gospel has been the power of salvation for centuries. And Lord, when so much of what we've taken for granted is suddenly thrown into disarray, thank you that you do not change. Help us then to put our trust in you, to find our security in you, to draw strength from you, and to find your faithfulness in these coming months. In Jesus' name, amen. So let's stand and sing together. Christ is made the sure foundation. Sure.